This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Well, what's going on, everybody? Curtis Wilkerson with hogsports.com coming to you live today from Birmingham, Alabama. That's right, Fayetteville for Barnhill Arena on Sunday for the red-white game. It's Wednesday, we're in Birmingham, Alabama for SEC Basketball Media Day. It's the first time that they've done this uh, since 2019 because of COVID. The last couple years, it's been virtual Zoom meetings, things of that nature. So this is my first opportunity uh, to go check this thing out. And it was really uh, just an incredible experience. So happy that I drove down here to do this. Uh, really cool, one to hop on, recap it, talk to you guys about it, give you some takeaways. Uh, first of all, the day started with the SEC media poll coming out. Arkansas ranked number two in the SEC in the projected order of finish behind Kentucky. Um, I think that's right. I think that's right. Um, I think it's fair. I'm going to be honest with you. I'm a little bit surprised, pleasantly surprised, that Arkansas wound up where they did. Um, you know, I think it says a lot about the newcomers for the Razorbacks. You have 11 new pieces on this team. That's a lot. It's an entire roster turned over, people. Uh, for Arkansas to be number 10 in the country in the AP poll, for Arkansas to be projected second in the SEC, uh, man, that's a lot of respect for your program. So if you're a Razorback fan uh, that, that's ticked off about not being number one or not being higher uh, in the preseason top 25, no, 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 you should be really happy because there's a lot of respect for the Razorbacks right now. Um, I think it says a lot about your newcomers. Eric Musselman kind of echoed that sentiment. Um, man, six freshmen, five transfers. I think they feel really good about what Arkansas has going on. Uh, from a roster standpoint, you've got to be able to build it uh, it's going to take a little bit of time. Maybe there will be some growing pains, yada, yada, yada. But what I think it also does, uh, it says a lot about Eric Musselman as a coach and, and the respect, the benefit of the doubt that he's kind of built up, right? I mean, if you take a look at it, uh, Eric Musselman figures it out. When you go to back-to-back -back Elite Eights, uh, people believe that you can do it again, regardless of what you have going on on your roster regardless of turnover and things of that nature. So uh, I think that speaks volumes about Eric Musselman. I really do. Um, I think it speaks volumes about his ability to bring teams together, right, and kind of form them and mold them into something special. And I think he's got that opportunity because the talent's not in question. I think it's very interesting uh, that you have a team that's projected second in the standings in your conference, and you only have one guy get all SEC honors. Now, his first team all SEC uh, in Nick Smith, he's the first Razorback freshman to get those preseason honors, which is great. Uh, but there are other teams that are ranked lower than Arkansas who had multiple guys, returning guys, proven guys who were on there. Yet Arkansas still received the second highest amount of votes. 
It's impressive. People are picking up what Arkansas is putting down. You love to see it. Uh, you know, I, I think it's always interesting at these kind of things to just hear what other coaches uh, and players are saying about Arkansas, right? Uh, you know, Nick Smith, obviously a, a hot topic of conversation uh, because he comes in as the number one ranked prospect in the country, right? People think he's going to do big things, and, and I thought it was neat. You know, we talked to Gigi Jackson. Uh, for those of you who aren't familiar, uh, this guy is a freshman at South Carolina. He was committed to North Carolina, decommitted committed to South Carolina. Uh, kind of similar dudes in that Nick Smith is the number one ranked prospect in the 2022 class. Gigi Jackson is the number one prospect in the 2023 class, reclassified, enrolled early, but he understands what comes, you know, in terms of expectations and hype and build up and things like that with being a top ranked prospect. Um, he told us that he actually attended uh, the, the top 100 camp when he was a sophomore with Nick Smith. They were roommates. Said so he was a good roommate, by the way, so I guess he was clean, wasn't too loud, wasn't bumping the music, whatever, uh, but just came away really impressed with him. Uh, you know, was talking about his ability to score and go get buckets and how he feels like it's going to translate. Uh, kind of talked about how he was, you know, he's a year younger than Nick is and kind of talked about how he was maybe a little bit starstruck uh, from seeing him there at that event. It's, it's just crazy to think about that. These guys are teenagers, uh, but there's so many different connections and, and guys are intertwined in different ways. I thought that was really cool. And, you know, obviously he was a highly recruited prospect. Uh, you know, he came down to a list of finalists of Arkansas, who he ultimately chose. Uh, but Alabama, Auburn, UAPB, uh, and Alabama's head coach Nate Oates was asked about him. He said, hey, yeah, look, we recruited him. Uh, we wanted him. He stayed home at Arkansas. They did get Brandon Miller, who's a really nice player, five-star player, uh, who played with Nick on, on Brad Beal Elite on the Nike EYBL. So those guys are teammates. Uh, and so naturally, Nate Oates watched Nick play a lot. He would have even if he wasn't recruiting him. Uh, but he was like, hey, you know, I see him on mock draft boards. I think he can be one of the better freshmen in the country. Uh, I think he's got the skills to back it up. He can play on the ball, off the ball. So some really high praise there to go along with what Eric Musselman uh, and teammates were saying about him throughout the course of the day. So hearing it from other people, uh, it kind of gets you excited, right? It was the same thing with Trevin Brazil. Uh, we just wrapped up the day with Ole Miss's Kermit Davis. You know, when, when Brazil was at Mizzou, he had a big game against the Rebels. I, I think something like nine points, seven rebounds, several blocks, whatever. Uh, and they kind of owned Ole Miss. Uh, you know, it, I don't think either team was particularly good, but it was a good matchup for Missouri. Brazil played really well in those. And Kermit Davis said that, that he spoke to Quanzo Martin about Brazil after one of those games and said that he thought he had, you know, one of the highest upsides uh, in the country and just spoke volumes about him. And you like to hear that right, from opposing coaches, because we see it, we hype it, uh, you know, the, the Arkansas staff does it, teammates do it, but when you hear it from the competition, it just adds a little bit of spice to it. Uh, we also got to talk to Kobe Brown, who's star player for Missouri, returner, was teammates with Brazil last year. Uh, you know, I asked him what stood out about Trevin. The first thing he said was he's a jokester. So he's a clown, funny guy, always lighthearted, always joking. Uh, so it sounds like Arkansas's got a good teammate there in Trevor in Brazil, and then he said, hey, you know, this guy came in skinny, put on a lot of weight. He didn't have a lot of confidence right away. He built it up, steadily improved, always in the gym, always working hard. Those are the things you want to hear from guys who are now competition. So some good stuff there from SEC Media Days. Obviously, Kamani Johnson and Devo Davis represented Arkansas as players today. Just really impressed with those guys, really impressed. Uh, got to get, you know, a little bit of a one-on-one, -on -one, you know, kind of an exclusive interview opportunity with both of them. Um, only a couple minutes with Devo, had a, a fairly extended interview with Kamani. Uh, those guys were so busy, but 
extremely gracious. And you know, when you walk around and talk to these players and interact with them all day, uh, you know, what stood out to me about Devo and Kamani was their energy, their personality, and their charisma. It was kind of infectious, it was contagious. You wanted to be around them, you wanted to continue to talk to them. Even if you're not asking questions for an interview to write a story about, uh, they're just guys that you want to be around. And when those are your only two returners and your de facto leaders on the team, that's a pretty good omen, right? So a good day from that standpoint. Uh, you know, a couple hot topics that were brought up to a lot of the coaches, um, kind of basketball on the broad spectrum that I thought was really interesting. You know, we've been hearing uh, some rumblings about the potential of summer basketball coming to college hoops. Uh, you know, every four years you can go on a foreign tour, uh, play some teams overseas like Arkansas did this year. But there's been some talk and some chatter about maybe we start doing some actual summer exhibitions where these colleges are playing other colleges. Maybe they tie some charities, get them involved. Maybe they do these MTEs, the, the multi-team events or the tournaments. Four to eight teams find a neutral site and play it out. Uh, overwhelming support for that. I didn't hear a single coach who was like, oh, I don't know if we want to do that. No, they all want to do that because the coaches know the offseason's too long, man. The summer's a long time to be practicing. And then the preseason. I mean, you could be from the end of May until nearly November before you play anybody else for an exhibition. That's crazy. The NBA has preseason with several games. Uh, the NFL has preseason with several games. I think that'd be a great thing for basketball. Uh, I think it'd be a great, a great way to keep the sport, uh, you know, kind of a, in, a, in a premier sense, you know, kind of at the top of the charts at a time where really, in a lot of ways, the only thing going on is Major League Baseball. So I, I think there's a market there, NBA playoffs, of course, but I think there's a market there or, or maybe a niche that they could carve. Uh, and Musselman mentioned, hey, you know, we got a lot of people paying a ton of attention to the NBA Summer League in Vegas. It doesn't matter, but people love it. Why couldn't college basketball have the same thing? So I thought that was really interesting. The other thing, a lot of talk about, you know, the possibility of, of expanding the NCAA tournament from 68 teams on out to 80, 96, whatever. Uh, you know, I think Greg Sankey has, has talked about that and, you know, maybe there are teams who have the potential to cut down the nets who are being left out of the field for whatever reason. He kind of pointed to Ole Miss, uh, their baseball team was the last team in. They, get, they go on to, you know, the College World Series and things of that nature. Uh, and the basketball front, Texas A&M, was obviously a buzzsaw. They, they blew Arkansas's doors off in the SEC tournament, had some great wins there. Uh, but the resume didn't stack up. They didn't get in the NCAA tournament. You wonder if that could have been a Cinderella team. Uh, you've seen some of those lower seeds, St. Peter's, whatever, uh, do that in the past. So, so do they need to expand it? Or are they getting all the best teams in? Um, very interesting to hear some of the remarks there. For the most part, power conference coaches like the SEC, nah, it ain't broke, don't fix it. 68 teams, right where it needs to be. Eric Musselman echoed that sentiment as well. Uh, he likes it where it's at. He knows how difficult it is to make the NCAA tournament to advance in the tournament. Why water that down? Because it's such an honor to get there. And I tend to agree with him from that standpoint. Uh, but it was interesting to hear some of the other coaches talk about it. You know, there's uh, six new coaches in the SEC. Five of them are mid-major guys who are working their way up. You know, this is their first high-major job. And a lot of them have, have been on the other end of the spectrum where it's like, hey, you know, had a really good season, might have won 30 games. Uh, you get bumped in your conference tournament, finals, semifinals, or whatever, and all of a sudden you're not going to the big dance after having a great year. Uh, so for schools like that, some of those mid-majors, um, you could kind of see why they might want to expand this thing a little bit. Found that fascinating. Uh, you know, the, the other two that kind of surprised me, uh, maybe some teams that are a little bit lower on the totem pole, Vanderbilt's Jerry Stackhouse, 
uh, Ole Miss's Kermit Davis, they were both kind of like, hey, expand it on out, right? More teams, more opportunities, let us get in there. So uh, I thought that was funny. It'll be interesting to see. I don't think that's something that's going to happen anytime soon. I'd be surprised if it happened at all. Uh, but man, it's, it's a buzzing topic and people were talking about it. So pretty neat, pretty neat, I thought. Uh, real quick before I get out of here, uh, I do want to give a, a shout out to Muss. Um, you know, he's great with the media and I, I think fans need to be really appreciative of, of what they've gotten Eric Musselman uh, not just as, as a coach and the success that he's brought to the program uh, but who he is as a person you know today uh, it's a frenzy you know people run around all over the place there's interviews going on uh, you know I, I walk outside and I see Eric Musselman, Devo, Kamani uh, you know those guys are, are having lunch with the communications guys from the U of A and you know it sees us and just so welcoming. You know, Eric Musselman pulled me up a chair to have me sit and, and just, just be there with him to shoot the breeze, not, not interview, nothing on the record, uh, but just to be around him, just to hang out. And, and that's really, really cool. Uh, something I really appreciate. Uh, not a lot of coaches do that. In fact, I didn't see too many at all uh, doing that with their local media uh, over the course of the day today. And all 14 SEC teams were here. So shout out to Musk for that. Thought it was really cool. Hey, next up, Monday night, October, October 24th, uh, Rogers State, Division II, coming into town, exhibition game. Arkansas almost lost to a Division II school last year, so we'll have our eyes on that. Uh, but it'll be great to see the Razorbacks in Bud Walton Arena for the first time against some other competition. And then the following weekend, Saturday the 29th, the charity exhibition opening up the Moody Center at Texas. I will see you in Austin. I'm looking forward to it. Appreciate you guys. It's been a great day here in Birmingham at SEC Media Day. It's been Curtis Wilkerson with Hog Sports. We'll catch you next time. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.